Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this time together. We can gather together in your name. You touch us. You said we're two or more gathered in your name. You are there in the midst. Your presence is here, Lord. We thank you. Amen. Uh, I was doing a, doing a little thing with my daughter one night. My daughter, Margie, who just disappeared. She was right here, but she was probably about 13. And, you know, I'm trying to disciple her a little bit. You know, I'm going to disciple my 13-year-old. And so... Uh, we, we each, we took a passage of scripture and we, we were both gonna look at the same little verse of scripture and just pray over it and meditate on it and just kinda write down what the Lord was showing us and then get back together in about ten minutes and talk about what the Lord showed us. And so, I thought, well, I'll read mine to kinda show you what this should look like because I'm a leader and, and, uh, you know, it was all this real deep stuff, you know, just theological, right-on stuff, you know, a whole paragraph. And then my daughter read hers. And uh, do you remember this, Margie? I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember. She remembers. So anyway, she reads hers, and it's this love story, and it's just from a little girl's heart to her God. And it's just like she's, she reads this thing and it's like poetry. But I mean, it wasn't just poetry. It was like from her heart to his. And it was like, man, my, I just, my heart broke and I realized how easy it is to stray from what Second Corinthians 11 calls pure and simple devotion to Jesus. You know, even in the ministry, and that, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I had this kind of deep theological thing all hooked up, but just for the next 20 minutes or so, I'm going to share, and then uh, Pastor Gary's really going to take charge. But I'm honored to be here. You guys are, uh, you know, I look at I look at you guys, and I'm just like, man, I'm honored to be here. So many of you guys could be leading this meeting, and I'm just like, wow. How did I get in here? So I'm just, I thank Gary for trusting me and, and, uh, Pastor Gary trusting the Lord and, and I love you guys. So many of you, how many of you guys are just regulars in the prayer room? Just raise your hand, raise your hand up high. Yeah, you're regulars, you come every week and yeah, just, you guys bless me so much. And then of course the rest of you are just amazing. So, uh, I want to read one verse out of Acts, just so we can kind of fix our eyes on him. This is Acts 2.33. This is on the day of Pentecost. This is part of Peter's message. He's talking about Jesus. Well, let me start at verse 32. He says, God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact, exalted to the right hand of God, Jesus is. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Jesus received the promise of the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit, and now he's pouring him out. 
And in the last days, he promised to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And so he's pouring out his spirit right now. It's just a matter for us to open up our hearts and receive it by faith, receive more of the Holy Spirit by faith. And as we do, the the Holy Spirit is revealing Christ. He's releasing gifts. He's releasing joy. He transforms our hearts. He, you know, fills us. I can't get over how much we've been laughing in the prayer room lately. Just as we minister to each other, like the joy of the Lord just comes on people and there's just joy because the Holy Spirit is pouring out on us. And so he also releases power. Power, miracles, signs, and wonders are coming through the Holy Spirit. But I don't want to dis, I, I want to keep connected the idea of devotion to Jesus, to our ministry. For Jesus, because if we disconnect those two, if I disconnect ministry from devotion, things can get mechanical really fast. I, I know um, we're going to learn, you know, we're going to learn some steps to healing today. We're going to actually do some make. That's important. It's important. You know, protocols important. Those kind of things are important. But our devotion to Jesus is first, and out of that comes the power. That's the safe place, is keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, Hebrews 12 talks about. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Talking about protocol, I'll just tell a funny story, just real quick. Uh, When I first got saved, I was 27 years old, just on fire for God. I was hungry. I mean, I had come out of deep darkness and into the light, and I'm reading my Bible, and I'm like, we're, we're in a Nazarene church. Love the Nazarenes. And I'm reading my Bible and all. I'm like, man, this book of Acts stuff. We got to do this stuff. And the pastor's like, shh. You know, and I mean, he was cool. He was a cool guy. He was like, but he was like, hey, you know, got to be careful. Well, anyway, a couple months later, he, he leaves the church. He was dismissed. We found out it was for uh, speaking in tongues later on. So we're in a different church and, uh, there were some issues there with the, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we're in another church and this, the first pastor calls me on the phone. I hadn't talked to him in probably eight or nine months and he's telling me these stories about, he's counseling at a church. He's telling me these stories about people coming into his office and they would, they're starting to man, in counseling, they're manifesting demons. And he's, he's telling me story after story and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I want the power of the spirit, but this is weird. This is nuts. So I, I kind of dismissed it, but he told me a couple things in there. He's telling me how he he he'd ask the spirit its name and it would tell him, and he would bind the spirit and then cast it out. This like one, two, three. Ask the name, bind the spirit, cast it out. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I mean that sunk in somehow. A couple weeks later, we encounter this guy at our church who needs a place to stay, and we had a room up. We had like an upper room, little apartment. And uh, he was the most depressed person you ever saw in your life. Just dark, depressed. It didn't matter what the preacher preached. He was depressed. So we take him home. We're thinking we're going to disciple him, cheer him up and stuff. We take him to, so he becomes part of our family now. So we take him to uh, to a family uh, party. A family, my kids, uh, one of my nephews or nieces birthday parties. You know, all these little kids playing. And we're sitting on the couch talking to him. He's sitting on the couch with this other couple from church. I'm sitting there looking at him. All the people are leaving. And I'm just going to share, I'm going to share about, I'm talking about protocol now. I'm talking about how to do it right. 
So you can see there's a right way to do ministry, and then there's the wrong way, and then there's like Tom's way to do it, you know, so, which I've been delivered from a lot of this, but look at it, Gary. Like, so anyway, everyone's leaving. This guy's kind of telling his story to this other guy, like, why he's so depressed. And I look at him and I say to him, what's your name? And he turns, he's like this, he turns and looks at me and he goes, and I go, what's your name? And he goes, death, like this. And I mean, it was like, whoa, I stand up. I said, you want to be free from that? And he goes, yes, like this. So I, I used to be a wrestler. So I wrestled in high school. Did a lot of wrestling with my brothers and stuff, so I, I grab him by the top of the head and his shoulder. I snap him to the floor. He's on this wooden floor. I jump on top of him. I put him in a double arm bar. I got him in a double arm bar. He is pinned to the floor. Cause I, before I was saved, I saw the movie The Exorcist, so I do. I got him pinned to the floor. I mean, this guy is not, I mean, I'm, when I'm on top, I'm tough. So it's like this guy is not moving. He's not getting out of this. There's no way. So we start praying. What's your name? You know, he's, na- he's naming this stuff. We bind you and, and me spitting all over the floor. I mean, this is my brother's house who just got saved like a week ago. <laughs> What's your name? And I mean, he's, we're casting this stuff out of him and, and, uh, I mean, I got, I don't know what else to do except hold this guy, pin him to the floor. <laughs> and so after about, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes, it's over. And, uh, we get up and the guy's like free. He's happy. It's like, I mean, he, he had to get up for work at five in the morning to go to this work. He'd get up singing, rejoicing. I mean, he was changed. And I'm like, it had, I just want to say it had nothing to do with my technique, my protocol. It had to do with God's desire to set this guy free. You know what I mean? It's about, it's about our connection with God and His desire to set people free. So just kind of keep that in mind. I want to read this story in, uh, let's just go to John 11. And, uh, John 11. And if we look at John 11, it says on the title, mine says, The Death of Lazarus. This is one of the most powerful stories in the New Testament, healing stories. But as we read the story, we discover it's more than about Lazarus. It's about somebody else. And this is this is the, the thing I want to share with you, because uh, we can look at the power and want the glory and all that, but if we miss the heart the connection with Jesus, then we could do a lot of ministry and just get burned out. Get tired, we get weary, we get worn out. You know, and I mean that, it's, ministry is hard enough. But let's just, I'm just going to read a little bit. It says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Now, Mary had not poured the perfume on Jesus yet. That happens in the next chapter, after the resurrection of Lazarus, or after he's raised from the dead. 
This hasn't happened yet. But the Holy Spirit is trying to show us something in this story that this is as much about Mary and Martha as it is about Jesus and Lazarus. And it's easy to, to miss that. It says, I'm going to just skip down a few verses because it has some theology in there and every, everything. But let's go down to verse uh, thir- uh, 17. It says, on his, so Jesus, after a couple days, he goes to Bethany to minister to this family. And on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in a tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Now look at verse 21. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So Martha is the sister we know from uh, Luke 10, uh, 42, the end of the chapter there. Martha is the sister that's always busy serving and waiting on tables. And serving is good. We're all called to be servants. Okay, Being intimate with Jesus doesn't... Uh, Get us out of serving. Being intimate with Jesus is a heart set. It's a pursuit that we're going after the heart of Jesus to know him and to love him and to experience his love and to pour that love out on others. Okay? It's not an excuse to, well, now I don't have to do, I don't have to set up chairs or help with anything else. But this was uh, Martha's kind of primary thing. She, she was a servant and she, set up chairs, and she cooked the food, and she got the tables ready, and she did all that stuff, and she that was kind of her main thing. She didn't have this inner connection with Jesus. So she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Now, instead of just saying, Jesus, will you raise him up? They go, she goes into a, like a theological debate with Jesus to an extent. She starts asking questions and, you know, telling him she understands kind of the technical stuff about who he is, but she's really not connected to the heart of who, who he is. Does this make sense? Look what she says, or look what happens. Jesus said, verse 23, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again at the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. Now, again, instead of saying, so, Lord, will you raise my brother? She doesn't... She doesn't have the faith to do that because it, it requires faith. We have to... Believe and ask. So again, she doesn't connect to his heart, to what he wants to do. He came to raise Lazarus from the dead, but she didn't connect to that. Verse 28. After she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, and he's asking for you. In other words, Jesus came to Bethany to raise Lazarus from the dead. I mean, that was, that was why he was there. He wanted to comfort them, but he didn't want to have pity on them. He wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead. Martha didn't make that connection. 
So he says to Martha, get your sister Mary. Go get Mary. Now watch what happens when Mary comes. Verse 29. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, look at her response. She falls at his feet and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Does that sound familiar? Look at verse 21. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You see it? Look at verse 32. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Why does one prayer get some theological understanding, you know, and the other prayer gets somebody raised from the dead? It's not about technique. It's not about our protocol. It's not how we, that we go through certain steps, although I believe certain steps and protocol are very important in ministry. You know, I can't see Pastor Wayne throwing a guy on the floor in the office and, you know, holding him in a headlock and, you know, beating the devil out of him, although maybe he might feel like it once in a while. It's not about that. It's about the connection we have to Jesus and the understanding that he wants to heal. At his very heart, he wants to heal. Now, he's sovereign. He's a sovereign God. He does whatever he pleases. So sometimes he may not want, he may not heal. Or it may be the wrong timing or for whatever reason that we don't understand. But in his heart, he's good and his love endures forever. He loves to heal. He's a healer, right? Look at the prayers. Martha prays. Lord, if you had been here, she's almost complaining to Jesus. If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. I could see this Jewish lady. Lord, if you had been here, we should get Marty Cohen to do this. My my brother would not have died. And, and Mary falls on her knees. She's weeping. Lord, if you had been here. My brother would not have died. That's all she says. That's all she says. Jesus responds to our heart-to-heart connection. That's He will minister in gifts. You might be gifted, a gift, have the gift of healing, and he'll ministry through someone's ministry gifts. He will do that. But his heart is to have this heart-to-heart connection, this devotional connection with his people that he can flow through his people unhindered, right? Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved. Now we know when Jesus is deeply moved, what's going to happen next? Every time he's moved with compassion, healing's released. Right? Guys, as, as a team of healers and, uh, 
ministers of the Lord. This is what we want. We want that simple, pure devotion to Jesus who's pouring out the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the good news. This is the great news. Mary wasn't an apostle. She's not recognized as a, like a leader in the church. It was just Mary. Just like Susan and Deborah and Stephanie and, you know, another Susan, another Susan, another Susan. Uh, she was just a lover of God. She loved Jesus. She, she was the one who sat at his feet and listened to his words in uh, Luke 10. Okay? This is the good news. This is your heart. This is your very heart. You don't have to, we don't have to get up and do tricks. There's no magic potions. There's no magic prayers we have to learn. We learn just loving him is the primary thing. All the other things we're going to learn today will flow out of that. Does that make sense? Let's just have a little time of, of a reconnecting again. And then I'm going to turn things over to Pastor Gary. Lord, we want, we want to have a heart that moves your heart. That when we feel pain, what you feel it. We want you to be moved by our, by our prayers and our, the cry of our heart. The groan in our heart, Lord. We're asking for a deeper connection. Just ask, let's just ask him right now if there's anything that's hindering Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe I've been hard on my wife. Maybe my wife's hard on me. Maybe I have a relationship issue. Whatever, whatever it is, we've got to set it aside right now for the kingdom. We've, we need to offer ourselves to the Lord. Just let him consume us. Let him consume us. Everything we have, everything we are, just again, we just offer ourselves. Say, Lord, however you want to use us, when you want to heal, when you want to deliver, when you want to encourage, whatever it is, bring the gospel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God.